Hello and welcome to episode 47 of Good Gains Well Played. I am Clint, aka JCM, and with us this week is Miss I. Hello. We've got quite a bit to go over. There were some you know, new releases this week. We had the surprised beta launch, essentially, uh, early access. I don't know how they want to call it, for the Halo multiplayer. I mean, season one technically started, so it's it's not really a, a beta. I mean, it's launched with, you know, a battle mm-hmm. pass and everything, so it's there. But it's, of course, free to play, so you can hop in that launch this week, surprising on Monday. Microsoft had a little 20-minute event just talking about, they announced that they're going to be like an Xbox documentary, you know, which is cool for all the Xbox fans. Like, I, I watched the whole thing, uh, and I was like, I'm not interested in any of this because I'm not an Xbox person, but I was like, hey, you know, for fans who, who like Xbox, you know, I like PlayStation a lot. I, I'd like to see, you know, if Sony did a documentary, I'd, I'd watch that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so there's going to be one for Xbox. Uh, they also, and then there's some other small stuff, but mainly they just kind of surprise dropped that, you know, the Halo multiplayer is launched. So that's been out this week. We also had the official launch of Battlefield 2042. It was an early access launch last week, and it's been playing for a while i was initially hyped for it because everybody was of course from all the trailers the initial early access gameplay a lot of people were having fun there were some issues but they were assuming hey a lot of this will be patched out in day one but now as that week went by a lot of people were still having some issues with it we on pc performance is not very good right now uh performs better on console and then there's just a lot of small stuff the game launched and there's still no scoreboard they said the scoreboard would be there so it seems a lot like yeah like ea just really pushed this in a direction it shouldn't have gone and dice didn't really have too much control Mm -hmm. um i'm i mean a lot of people left dice as well during development 2042 so that's an issue there a lot of a lot of vets of that that studio so it's a a little concerning because I was really looking forward to Battlefield 2042 and I, I'm not going to pick it up right now. It's like the first time I won't be getting a Battlefield since 3, you know, that's that's came out. And I'm uh, kind of bummed because I, I, I like that formula. So I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, over the next few weeks they, they patch all the issues, they fix it, and maybe do some tweaks that the community has. Because right now there's issues with like the bullet spreads too crazy and a lot of guns. There's only like one really good viable gun right now for ckb and mid-range and there's like one decent sniper rifle but yeah we'll see uh we'll see what happens over the course of the coming weeks of course with you know they well they're it's dices in uh sweden i think so thanksgiving won't be an issue but um mm-hmm. yeah i'll be curious to see like what they do over the next uh couple weeks especially with the holiday season overall being here but yeah just disappointing but yeah halo people seem to be enjoying halo it's sad to see. I know that mm-hmm. the whole the whole fan base was was stoked, and then someone on the subreddit, like I, I followed it just to see what people's impressions are. And like, there are some people having fun. I mean, you're gonna have that with any game that's like, you know, comes out and it's kind of like a seven. Like you'll have people who who enjoy the game. Like that happens. I've seen plenty of mm-hmm. clips online of people having fun, and and I'm sure if I played it, yeah, there'd be moments having fun. But there's like hit reg errors, which I can't stand. I it happens in Apex apparently. I've Never had it happen to me, but I've I've no hit registration errors are always the big issue. Like if that happens, it's like that can just ruin a game, especially if you get a good flank on someone, or it's like the hitbox of a fence or a wall is going out too far on a map, and it's like what the hell is this? I can't hit this mm. person. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm curious to see what the balance patches will do, but but yeah, it's uh, it's it's disappointing. Uh, but we also have the Black Friday sales going on. There's Sony has their Black Friday sales. Of course, a lot of these games are on sale on Sony's side are also going to be on sale on Microsoft's and most likely on uh, the Ubisoft Store and probably their Steam counterparts as well. But games such as 
Mar- Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy on PSN is 35% off, but you can get that for 50% off if you buy it physically from Best Buy or Amazon. So if you haven't played Guardians of the Galaxy, it's 50% off for Black Friday. I would definitely pick that up. Of course, if you buy the digital version, you get both the PS4 and the PS5 copies. So I guess that's the trade-off of not getting the better discount rate is that you know you have both versions. So if you haven't updated to a PS5 yet, you can do it. And they did just patch it with a ray tracing mode. I haven't tried it because I'll probably wait till I, if I ever choose to go back and get the platinum in that game, I'll try ray tracing mode. But other things on sale like uh, Far Cry 6 is 33% off. Back for Blood's 30% off digitally. Again, these are probably discounted a little bit more on their physical versions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla's 60% off. It Takes Two is 38% off. Uh, Resident Evil Village is 50%. Tales of Arise is 30%. We've also got Spider-Man Miles Morales is 40%. I believe Demon Souls is also 50% off physically, possibly digitally as well. I'm trying to look for it here in this list. Uh, but I saw it was on sale. I was like, oh, hey. I was like, man, that'd be nice if, uh, you know, because I'm, I'm trying, I was looking at, because uh, I ended up, I'll talk about it later, but because I, I got that laptop, I, I was looking at some Steam stuff. I was like, oh, is there anything on Steam on sale right now that I can get that's going to end in a few days? But I couldn't see when the Steam sales are ending. <laughs> Unlike on PlayStation, where they tell you like, hey, these these this deal batch ends on this date. I was like, how do I see that on Steam? But Oh, yeah, sometimes it just doesn't show it on Steam. I think because they have sales like constantly. Yeah. So um, usually what I do is if I really want something particular i just put on my wish list and then it lets you know when it's on sale yeah which is um constantly uh and then yeah sackboy big adventure 50 percent off of course that's a, a a great game definitely pick that up great family game too to play with a, a group of people i think it got nominated for a family game possibly uh more combat 11 hades is 20 percent off the elder scrolls online 70 percent off so you get that for six bucks uh then we also have subnat couple of zero is 33 percent off I'm looking for Demons. Little Nightmares 2 is on sale as well. I should pick that up because I, I do still need to play Little Nightmares 2. I haven't played that yet. Yeah, I don't see Demon Souls in this list. Like I said, I saw it because on the PlayStation Store, you can buy the physical, not the PlayStation Store, but like the Sony's direct store where they, you know, people go to buy the PS5s and accessories. A lot of stuff on there is discounted. So I think that's where you can get the Demon Souls 50% off is the physical version. Let me try searching Demon Souls and see if the, if the digital i'd imagine the digital version is also on sale but i just want to double check demon souls yeah so digitally if you get demon souls it's 43 percent off but if you get the physical version i believe it's 50 percent off so hmm. it's probably i mean i guess that makes more sense because they kind of want to get rid of the physical stock mm-hmm. more that you have like all these ones and zeros are taken up i gotta take it up too many data space on the hard drive it's like well it's just one file i'm sure we're all just copying that same file over like it's right not, it's not a big deal it's just dot zip you know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so they if you want bigger discounts get it get a physical version if you don't really care about that get the digital version but yeah lots of nice first party deals a lot of launch titles from when ps5 came out again with demon souls miles morales and sackboy pick that up so yeah a lot of good deals and the these deals end until the tw- on the 29th. So you've got plenty of time to go all next week to really look in there and see what you want. Uh, there's also still the indie sale that's going on right now. I believe the indie sale lasts until... Actually, I think the indie sale is possibly ending right around the corner. I can't see... Uh, it looks like 12. Well, let me go on the, the PlayStation Store. It's a little 
easier to see there. Yeah, twelve one is when the India sale uh, ends there. You got Cuphead is thirty percent off. Green Hell, which is kind of like the Forest, is twenty five percent off for PlayStation Plus. I think it's a little less. The Outer Wilds base game and the DLC Echoes of the Eye are both discounted as well. Uh, and then Project Winter is also on sale. I think it's I can't see it because I own it, but I would definitely pick that one up as well. That's a uh, Project Winner, where is... I'm trying to look on the actual website. <clears throat> I think it's 12 or 14. But yeah, it's discounted. So yeah, definitely check that out. A lot of good deals going on right now. Yeah, let's go ahead and jump over to the news. I'll check grab my phone here. And hopefully the app didn't update to where I have to be signed back in because I'll be super annoyed if that's the case. <laughs> or just uh, uh, completely shit itself and no longer works. Yeah. Yeah, and you can also get PlayStation Plus for is discounted as well. It's only $40. So if you want to get a year's of PlayStation Plus, you can do that. That's I got to hop on that as well before because I think my Plus ends in February, maybe March. So I should just get it now and, and tack it on there because I, I think that's typically what I do is wait for the the Black Friday deal and then just get another year of PS Plus. Mm-hmm. That's a, I I bought the year of the PS Plus so because yeah. it's cheap. That's right. Um, but yeah, jumping into the news. Uh, speaking of battlefield 2042 i thought this was funny so there was a you know the one mode that everybody loves is portal and then which allows you to make like custom game types using battlefield 2 uh battlefield 1942 battlefield bad company 2 no it's battlefield bad company 2 1942 and battlefield 3 allows you to pull maps from each of those and guns from each of those games and kind of make your own game mode. And so <clears throat> people were making these XP farm servers where essentially it would be like a, like a squad versus 100 situation. And mm-hmm. pe- and they would call them essentially like, uh, you know, XP farm, XP farm. But people would join the server expecting to farm, but because they're not in that small group of four people who already joined the game, they spawn as essentially "quote unquote" zombies, where they're these low health soldiers with just a knife, and they're the ones who are getting farmed for XP. <laughs> so it's oh like my God. a bait and switch. But there were some people who were sticking it out in the game mode, trying to kill the people who were farming the ex- experience. So they're like, "No, no, we're gonna we're gonna get them. <laughs> we're gonna get through." But uh, <laughs> because of that, I believe Dice like kind of toned down how much XP you can get in uh, in Portal to kind of combat that. But I did think that was pretty funny. That like, oh hey, it's a because people do a lot of any game that has a creation aspect, like Little Big Planet Two, would always it's like, oh, here's a level. It's just for trophies, which is like getting X amount of orbs in ten seconds, and it's like all you do is fall through a bunch of orbs, and it's like that's it, that's the level. It's like it or go as fast as this. It's like they just make it to get the trophy. There's nothing to it. It's like people mm-hmm. always do that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, and then moving on, uh, Darby McDevitt, who is the Assassin's Creed narrative director, he rejoined Ubisoft uh, ahead of course assassin's creed infinite he had he was a lead writer on for valhalla black flag and revelations but yeah he had left about seven months ago to i forget where he went but yeah he left for a bit oh yeah that's right he was he joined uh illogica as their narrative director and was working on a quiet place game which is set to be released in 2022 it's unclear this is reported by ign it's unclear if his work was finished on the game or if he left it before it was completed. Either way, he is back at Ubisoft to work on Assassin's Creed once more. 
And he says in a tweet here, quote, yes, I have returned to Ubisoft. As I ponder my career over the past year, I focused on my desire to explore new ideas and on frontiers. Much to my delight, this is reflected in my return to Ubisoft to work on Assassin's Creed. I'm excited to continue my journey. Stay tuned. So it's always interesting when someone leaves but then comes back because typically it's after a long time. Like we saw that with, I want to say it was, was it 343? Uh, yeah, I think it was for Halo Infinite where like someone had left and like came back after years to help them work on essentially the narrative for Halo Infinite. But I, I forget who it was exactly. I'm not, I don't focus on those games with that studio much because I don't play them. But yeah, it's it's anytime someone returns to a, a studio when they haven't been there for a long time is, is curious. But yeah, this is only seven months. So I'm curious uh, if you just they just finished what they were doing there. And I was like, you know what? I actually kind of like the maybe they like the structure and workflow of at Ubisoft more than what they were experiencing uh, with Logica. But mm-hmm. who knows? <clears throat> uh, yeah. So New World also saw another issue of gold duplication again. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah, it's uh, we talked about before people were doing a tour. They could just type like HTML into the chat log to make a quest complete and then just keep giving you gold. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a another possible duplication exploit that's been circulating the, the forums and social media. So they've once again disabled all the uh, all gold transactions for the game. But Jesus, I, I just think that's 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 funny that they keep finding these stuff. <laughs> I'm curious. That game is on sale on Steam, I think. And I was looking at it. I was like, I wonder how that game is going to do. Because I think it just has no real end game content right now. Like, versus other MMOs, obviously. So I, I, I'm curious what the legs will be. Because I, I know people like, like, they enjoyed some of the grind, even though it can be, like, super grindy. I watched the review. I think the review gave it, like, a 7 because of the grind and lack of end game stuff. But, I mean, if people are you know, into that kind of style of gameplay. Cause it can be kind of relaxing, you know, just to do simple things in games mm-hmm. and then focus on the more, you know, fun stuff later on. Uh, but yeah, I'll be interested to see what happens with that game over time. Uh, next we have, speaking of delays from last week, we have another delay where saints row got delayed until August, 2022 and violation basically just admitted that they kind of overestimated uh, how the impacts of uh, COVID and so like, you know what? We are going to move this date because originally it was to come out in February. So now it's got pushed back to August. So there we go. And then we, so we talked about, you know, Halo Infinite was the multiplayer course was a big night launch this week. One of the issues people had was with the battle pass. So the way they did their battle pass, and we've talked about before how one of the good things they did, which super animal morale does is that the battle passes don't expire. It's like, that's great. The problem that they have is that in order to make progress in the battle pass, it's a lot like Fortnite season one where you have to do challenges, but the challenges can take a long time and only give a little bit of XP. Mm. So I guess the idea there is that I think it's supposed to be a pretty long season two. Well, I think it's like a decent length, but someone said like, in order to do this, I have to play like a ton of hours of this game grinding on just these challenges, which also can, you know, I've seen it in Fortnite to where if you try to focus on certain challenges, yes, it can. If people join your game, if they're not playing, I mean, that's kind of the benefit of Fortnite being a BR is that if you want to, like there, there were days in the past where it's like, oh, you know what? I just want to, you know, no one's on right now. I don't want to play squads. I'm just going to go grind out some challenges in solo. So I launch a solo game. 
I run around, I do whatever challenges, and I'm like, okay, I'll just run around until I die, and then I like I end up winning a solo game because I was just I didn't have the mindset of going to do it, so I just somehow it's like reverse psychology where I like perform really well because that wasn't what I was trying to do to begin with, <laughs> and I went like I've had that happen plenty of times in the game, but like you can just go in and and farm challenges by yourself, whereas in Halo it's a multiplayer game, so it's like oh, I want to farm this challenge where I have to do maybe X with a certain weapon and I'm not good with that weapon, but I'm going to try it. So now you're so focused on that that you kind of let your KDR go out the window, but then you're, that means you're not helping your team that much because you're too focused on doing some specific challenge. So it'd be detrimental. You know, people get, fru- get frustrated with that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they're, they're kind of reassessing how the progression will work because people are definitely saying, you know, it's super slow. Let me get normal XP to count towards this, which is how... Fortnite kind of eventually did it later is that some XP would go towards it. It's just that doing challenges, be it weekly challenges and daily challenges, they would just give more of a bonus. Uh, it's a lot like what Apex does in their battle pass as well. And I, uh, there, I don't think there is any challenges for the Warzone one. It's just get XP in that game and you just get XP for doing everything anyways. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to see yeah, when I heard this and someone was describing it, I was like, man, I'm surprised you didn't see this was going to be a problem because this is like what everybody railed on Fortnite for during when they introduced battle passes to the gaming industry. I was like, right. it it was tough. That first season to get from zero to level 50, it even only went to level 50. It's like you had three challenges that would spawn daily and they wouldn't carry over. They'd always reset. And so you had to do them each day. And even then it wasn't that much. You had to like, still grind normal xp a ton to get it i mean i got it but i played fortnite a ton like that was like all i played for a couple months there when i initially got into it back when it first launched in 2017 it was like from end of september to you know throughout the rest of that year it was just like nothing but fortnite Mm -hmm. and uh yeah it was just yeah people complained a lot so they they retooled it to give more challenges and eventually they included bigger weekly challenges that gave better rewards that were more fun to do uh yeah when they when they really revamped that challenge system it was a lot of fun because then yeah because then just going in even doing solo stuff with challenges like yo go find all these letters or find the hidden gnomes or find you know do x y and z like this these fun little things you can do that are just just make the game difference like hey yeah i'm I'm playing a br but i'm kind of doing this challenge thing right now so i gotta fly this plane through a bunch of rings or something so i'm trying not to die while doing Mm -hmm. this but it could be a it could be fun so yeah, hopefully they they retool that toward the communities in a place where they're happy with the progression system. Mm-hmm. But we'll see what happens. Uh, and then yeah, jumping back to delays, Capcom delayed Pragmata to 2023. So this is, of course that game we have no idea what it's about. It has that car- that astronaut that kind of looks like a Luden from you know Kojima Productions. But yeah, it's uh, it was originally announced for 2022, but now the windows moved to. 2023 so we'll see what happens there uh, and then yeah uh death loop got a patch this week which fixed a lot of issues that some people were having so one of the problems people have in that game is when you with the invasion mechanic where if you invade a, a cult player they can just hide in the starting tunnel and wait you out and until like you quit and you can't get in there as juliana so they patched it now to where it it tags you immediately if you're in there 
and then I believe it punishes you. So if a player hides in the tunnels that connect each of area area of Deathloop's map, they'll be automatically pinged, and the tunnel door. Oh, that's right, and the tunnel doors will open, allowing Juliana player to the Juliana player to get in there and easily eliminate them. So not only will it give you a position, but the doors will unlock. Because that's the thing; it's like you can't unlock the doors as Juliana. So it's like, hey, doors open, you're stuck, and there's nowhere to go if mm. you're camping inside there. Um. So yeah, and now they've they've also patched it to where the antenna that you hack as Colt takes longer to hack. And then the AI Juliana is going to be more reactive to Colt's actions now. And then some of the AI behavior overall will be, has also been increased. So like, I guess there was issues where if like a bullet whizzed by their head, they wouldn't react to it. I don't recall that, but I'd never missed my headshots when sneaking. So I, I guess maybe if you're sneaking and you try to headshot someone you missed, they'd be like, they wouldn't even make a sound. They'd just be like, it's gone my day. It's just a bug. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say damn bugs. Yeah, and apparently like a, they, wouldn't the mosquitoes like right by your ear, and you're just like, ah, get out, get out of here, the little whizzing noise. Yeah, damn mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and then apparently they also react when another NPC is assassinated nearby, and they can hear better and react faster to footsteps. I, I guess I never experienced issues where that was a problem, but I'd, I'd have to see like how bad it was. Like, to give an example, they should clearly tell this person was assassinated, and then react to it, but. I don't know. I've ne I've never assassinated someone when someone's close by because I was paranoid that they'll hear it. I mean, it's kind of loud when you assassinate. So, yeah, yeah. We'll uh, we'll see what happens. But yeah, they did a, a patch there, some quality of life stuff. So they've added field of view and motion blur options for PS5. So that that's good because that was something I was like, I'm surprised there's no FOV slider for uh for this game. But but yeah, that's uh nice to see a little patch there. If people are still playing that game, and then. Yeah, apparently the... Oh, also speaking of delays, the Halo Infinite campaign, co-op, and Forge mode releases got pushed back as well. So we talked about this before where they got delayed. It was a while back. But now they've got pushed all the way to May of 2022 at the earliest. And Forge mm. mode will be even further down the line. So it's very unfortunate for people who play these games co-op mm -hmm. who can't play them co-op now because that's actually a big part of the community at least from what i've seen so it's a uh, unfortunate you yeah know, that sucks you know they probably because they had to spend so much time fixing all the problems after their negative reactions to the reveal back before the series x launch and then they're like because we have to focus so much in covid it's like we have to push something well let's push the co-op and let's push the forge mode because we'll just got to focus on just the campaign making the game look good yada yada meanwhile the multiplayer team can can release the multiplayer now for everybody to play yeah, it's 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 tough to see, <clears throat> yeah, especially it's a when bummer. it's a, a, a you know a huge fan favorite franchise. But hopefully, it all works out in the end, and everything turns out to be great for the campaign and all that stuff, and people are happy with it. Uh, but yeah, jumping back to the final thing to go over, since it'll probably be the longest bit, uh, the game award announcements. We have a lot of stuff. Some things we'll skip over because there are some categories you know I don't really care about, like you know. Uh, Best esports team, best esports event. I'm like, really? Is this? Yeah, it's like I, I, I don't want to vote just because I just to vote. I don't know anything about this, so I'm just gonna leave it. Sorry. I also the most anticipated game award. I think is just kind of silly. It's like, yeah, whatever. So yeah, we'll skip that. So yeah, so let me let me find the first category that's actually esports coach. I'm like, how many people actually know esports coaches? I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> it's but, good uh, that they have a chance to get some recognition, but also like. 
I don't know. I feel like it's a bad publicity. <laughs> yeah. And the one thing I thought was weird, and I, I don't really care necessarily overall, they have a content creator of the year and they have Dream on there. And I'm like, wasn't Dream like part of some Minecraft scandal? Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, Dream is a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, why, why is he on there? Um, I watched like Because uh, he's a videos. popular content creator and everybody forgot about that because it's the internet. Yeah. But whatever. We'll see. Um, Lord. Yeah, I feel like the, all those categories are the ones that are mainly influenced by the by the the viewer votes and not the the outlet votes. I think yeah. those are more heavy because they they would know that more than uh, the outlets would. Uh, but yeah, best multiplayer game we have: Back for Blood, It Takes Two, Knockout City, Monster Hunter Rise, New World, and Valheim. I I guess I I get Knockout City. I guess because it's one of those games kind of flash in the pan situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's still playing that now. Valheim, I get because that's big. That was big. Everybody loved it. I don't. But again, that's another one. I don't know who's still playing Valheim. I know they're still updating it, but that was like definitely one. Of the, I I'm always interested in the games. I mean, this kind of reminds me a lot of pre pre PUBG, where a lot of big things would come out, and it was kind of like a flash in the pan. Like I, it's like oh. I mean, people still play Rust, but there was a, at a time there was, you know, Rust was huge. It was like everybody's like, I love Rust. And then it was like, it was Daisy. And like Daisy was huge for a bit. And everybody played it. And yeah, it's people still play it now. But it was like, it was like that PUBG Fortnite level stuff when like PUBG first was becoming huge. And it was topping Steam charts like every day, creating just new breaking records every week. Mm-hmm. Like these big games that would come out. And it was like, bam. And I feel like, you know, we see that a lot now where because gaming's so popular, it's like there's these things that explode and then they after a while they simmer back down to become to to fit that kind of niche if they're an indie game that they typically would fall in if no one saw it. Um or if it's a game like, you know, Among Us that came out two years before it got really popular and it's like the player base was nothing and then it explodes and now it's falls down to a you know a comfortable level people still playing it and they're still doing the content they're releasing on platform consoles and whatnot but yeah i'm interested in these games that got uh that are kind of like flash in the pans especially for like new world it's like we just talked about earlier you know it's not it's kind of missing content so but i guess when you're looking for multiplayer games i'm curious what didn't make the cut because it's kind of a it's a a weighted system for nominations because like people like write in nominations and they kind of weigh it to to get these uh, I'm curious what else was in there, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. It takes twos there. Back for Blood's interesting. I guess that makes sense, but yeah, I feel like it's gonna be. I feel like it takes two. Probably gonna be the winner there. Uh, Cause yeah, Monster Hunter. I know there's Monster Hunter fans, but I feel like that won't. Maybe Valheim, but I feel like it's gonna be. It takes two. Because uh, Back for Blood, while it's good, it has some balance issues. Once you get to like veteran, which is like the medium difficulty and higher, like they just, it's got big problems. I've, I followed that subreddit for a while because that's a game I was interested in, but I didn't end up getting. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, yeah, it seems like one of those games that was like, everybody was really excited about it and it was really popular for a while. And then everybody just kind of started to realize what its shortcomings were. And people aren't willing to wait for <laughs> patches anymore or like, because it's just like any kind of like, long going game it's always going to be not as great when it first comes out but i think people have just kind of already moved on yeah 
Yeah, I'm really I'm that's another subreddit I'm subscribed to. Typically like games that I'm interested in, but I haven't hopped on yet. I'll stay sub to the subreddit so I can see posts of like the problems people have. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if there's something good that happens. Like I I still I still sub to that um just to just to see what the community is saying. Yeah. Uh then yeah, best sim slash strategy game is Age of Empires four, Evil Genius two World Domination, don't know what that is, Humankind, Inscription, and Microsoft Flight Simulator. I feel like Inscription will take this by far because it's, I feel like of those five, it's the one that's gotten the most buzz. Like people talk about Flight Simulator just being how pretty it looks, how hard it's run on PC, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But no one's talking about humankind outside of Potato McWhiskey, who I watch on YouTube, who does mm-hmm. typically civilization content um, because, you know, humankind's from some ex Civ developers. But yeah, no one else I know is talking about Humankind or Age of Empires 4, really, except from Ben Hansen from uh, Min Max, really. But yeah, I feel like Inscription is the one that's going to that's gonna take this. I didn't really get the impression that Inscription was a sim game. Well, it's a strategy game. So it's because oh. it's sim slash strategy. So oh. yeah, because Humankind is also kind of a, an Age of Empires is kind of like a strategy game as well. So I'm I'm whereas, you know, Flight Simulator is obviously just just a simulator so i feel like of these only flight simulators the only sim the other ones are i feel like they're all strategy games all the other four. Oh yeah but i kind of think of it more as like i guess like command and conquer type of games not really just like a card game kind of thing i don't know I don't strategy, whole, yeah. yeah i haven't looked at a whole lot of inscription stuff but yeah it just i don't know I guess it makes sense, but it just seemed kind of out of place in that category for me. Because I, I thought of that category more as like the other things that are in there. The Flight Sims, the Civ, and stuff like that. Like those type of strategy games. Yeah. yeah we'll see what happens. But that makes yeah. sense, I guess. Yep. I guess that's why they they bundle. Cause some, yeah, because it's always interesting when they bundle things together. Like like sports and racing game bundled mm-hmm. together kind of makes sense. But it's like it's interesting like why not split some of these up? Uh, I know they try to condense the amount of categories that they have because they even as it is now they can't fit all the categories into the show as like Mm -hmm. actual presentations or anything like that but it also feels like the way that there's repeats in multiple categories it's like did video games just not come out this year did I miss something like it feels kind of like they didn't have a whole lot of choices so they condensed some categories and did multiple nominations and stuff (laughs) and it's just like maybe there wasn't as many good things this year's i thought there was i mean granted all i play is animal crossing but still <laughs> like i still yeah. pay in a little <laughs> right. yeah the best sports racing game which category i don't really necessarily care about because i don't play racing or sports games is of course the usuals f1 2021 fifa 22 hot wheels unleashed forza horizon 5 and riders republic i feel like forza is going to take that one i voted for forza because i came out with a cool controller there you go (laughs) but the hot wheels game looks really cool actually i was i was like oh isn't that the one that because i was looking at the categories and i looked at i was like isn't that the one where you can make like your own tracks and stuff like that and you can it looks really fun but i don't know why it's not as popular i guess because it's hot wheels i don't know i kind of want to play it yeah then uh best family game is it takes two mario party superstars new pokemon snap super mario 3d world plus bowser's fury WarioWare, get it together. And I'm going to say off the bat, Mario 3D World isn't shouldn't be the best family game because that game is not... I've, I've played it. I've talked about it and I was like, it's better than the, the side-scrolling Mario games that I played where it's like you have to all go together on the screen. People can just pull you off the screen because it's like on one screen. And mm-hmm. It's bad and I hate it. 
Like, <laughs> yeah, the floaty controls. I just I don't like the floaty nature of that Mario game. And Bowser's Fury, the multiplayer in Bowser's Fury is not good. Like one, oh, one person's the the Bowser Junior. And we're just like, yeah, but you don't really do anything. Like it's not fun. It's the same as Mario <laughs> Galaxy. It's like, oh, this is a two player game, but one person's just like the little yeah, the bad. remote that just picks up the little stars. It's like, oh, All great right, multiplayer. Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, and I guess. Pokemon Snap was a multiplayer a multiplayer game. I didn't realize that. I I don't know about that. Yeah, it's uh, weird. And I I guess that WarioWare was a multiplayer game as well. Oh yeah, WarioWare is it's two player. I think. Yeah. I yeah I think a minimum of two players, maybe more people. I don't know, but yeah, it's multiplayer. You can play it solo or together. I I did think it was funny because listening to MinMax, uh, Janet Garcia, she was talking about uh, she's like. It takes two a family game. What kind of smart, you know, like smart ass family is playing that game? That game is tough. Like, what families <laughs> are playing that together with their kids? And then Kyle here earlier, uh, formerly from uh, Game Informer, was like, "Yeah, I played it with my daughter." <laughs> and it was really funny because yeah, it's I mean, also kind of a fucking bummer <laughs> to play with your kids. Like, oh, don't worry, mommy and daddy aren't actually getting a divorce. It's just the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but there there are some sections that were like, yeah, this could be tough because you have to coordinate a bit. Yeah, like it it could be tough. I mean, you can kind of. Because the, the thing, like, it works in that game is, like, typically if you have coordinate in a game, <clears throat> like, say, Portal 2 co-op, uh, it's, like, you can choose most games, like, okay, I'll do X and you do Y. And it's, like, if someone's not proficient at Y, it's, like, okay, I'll do Y, you do X, because X is easier. And it takes two. It's, like, you're stuck. Like, if you pick the the mother or the father, it's, like, they have their set path. So when you get to that co-op puzzle, if one person's is easier the only way you can swap is you just have to give change controllers so it's like mm-hmm. it's like you you it's going to be a little and you might have a completely different skill set now because they that's kind of how it works it's like oh you get one person gets this mechanic the other person gets this mechanic. So now you just played through a whole level essentially with learning a mechanic that your character had now you have to play with the other character's mechanic it's like that that's got to be rough for some people but mm-hmm. um but yeah i i i'm curious if i mean I guess Mario Party Superstars could get it, but I feel like that's more of a, I feel of the list because you can play four player. I feel like that's the bigger family game because it takes two is just co I feel like it's a co-op game, not a family game necessarily. So I feel like Mario Party might take that, but we'll see. I would be surprised if it didn't because that's what people usually gravitate towards. Like, oh, we played Mario Party. We all had a lot of fun. Yeah. I don't know who has fun playing Mario Party, but you know, family, normal people, normal families, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Non-competitive yeah. assholes. Yeah. Mario Party doesn't fly in this household. <laughs> oh, that sucks because I really want to play it. We got to play it. <laughs> oh no, I mean, I'll play it, but uh, we're too competitive with each other. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. It'll just you. Michael can't play, so you can yeah, play. I'll tell Isley get it. <laughs> and I'll get my kid. It'll be me and the kid, Isley and you. We'll all play it together. Oh, that's not on sale, huh? Damn, if it was on sale, I'd probably get it. Let me check the shop. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we'll... Someone delivered. Uh, I'll skip fighting game because I can't speak to any of those. And there's no Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. So then we'll jump to best RPG. We have Tales of Arise, Shin Megami Tensei Five, Scarlet Nexus, Monster Hunter Rise, and Cyberpunk 2077. And I, I know a lot of people are like, "Why is Cyberpunk on there?" But I feel like it's that's a tough situation because on PC, it did perform. It's just it didn't perform on console. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it 
it was a good game on PC, even if it wasn't the game that people thought it was going to be when, you know, as far as like announcements and everything. Right. With like all the stuff you can do in the game, the sim aspects of it. But, you know, we'll uh, we'll see what happens there. But yeah, that was that is on the list. I'm man, I'm really curious. I feel I have no idea what's going to take this guy. Like typically, I feel like I know even if I don't play the RPGs that are nominated, you can kind of guess what's going to be what's going to win. Mm hmm. But do you have any idea what you think is going to take it? I feel like, well, it's kind of hard because Persona or Shin Megami fans go hard and Monster Hunter fans go hard. But like in the general like RPG, I feel like it it could either be Tales of Arise or Shin Megami Tensei. Um, possibly Monster Hunter Rise. It's kind of between those three because I know that a lot of people who got into the Shin Megami games because of Persona tried Shin Megami Tensei and some people really really liked it just like they did Persona and some people did not because Shin Megami is a similar game but also very very different and very very difficult too so I think people were a little bit torn on that so it's just uh the the anime uh RPG people tend to go pretty hard with the voting so if it's not if it's not Shin Megami or Tales of Arise, I'll be surprised. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be Tales of Arise because I, I think that's actually reviewed. I think that did pretty well. What I remember from all the the podcasts to around that time, like yeah, it has a lot of those mm-hmm. anime, the anime story tropes, but it's really good. Is what yeah, I, I heard a lot of people say it's very much a Tales of game, which is not necessarily bad, but it yeah. was still a very good game, which I still want to play it eventually. Yeah, yeah we'll see. Um... Yeah, and then moving on to best action adventure game, we have Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Metroid Dread, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, and Psychonauts 2. And I personally, because I played, I've only played three of those five, uh, I would vote for Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy myself. I love Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. It was a great game. Ratchet's a great character. I love Jennifer Hale. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was the oh man i'm forgetting the name of the other robot oh my god emma emma i think but um yeah like they're all good it was fun beautiful worlds i i love the art design the weapons are great but yeah i just i i feel like the story for guardians of the galaxy and the performances there are just for me above it because like i said even village like i love village but i'm i with some of that game has some some of the pacing issues because of how much they changed up so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I enjoyed that whole game overall, I feel like, yeah, I got, I got to go with guardians. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I know a lot of people like psychonauts too, but I just, I haven't, I just can't, I, I don't know. I've never, I never played psychonauts and I, I've heard from a lot of people play it. Like, yeah, it's very much that old school style of gameplay still. It is. Yeah. Changed, it's very so. much a, if you liked Psychonauts 1, you'll love Psychonauts 2. If you didn't like the first one, you probably won't like the Saka 1 type of game because it's very much like true to the feel of the original. It's a yeah. good game, but yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like it will pro- I could see that possibly getting it just because... Not, not because it would get the most votes, but like it... Well, obviously, yes, because it would get the most votes. But I mean, like not like as a, you know... Again, we talked about this is this is like 2019 again, where it's like there's there's not a standout. It's kind of a spread. 
Mm-hmm. So I feel like it could get one of those like, hey, it's a it's a nostalgia factor from this. It's Tim Schafer, mm-hmm. you know. And it was Double very Fine. highly anticipated and waited right. for, and yeah, yeah. I, I could see it getting it just by getting a couple extra votes over everything else because it's so spread. And mm-hmm. I I'm I don't think enough people in games media have played Guardians of the Galaxy, um, based on. You know, because I listen to all these podcasts and these outlets and like they'll say like what I'm playing. I'm like, oh, I need to get back to this game. I need to get back to this game. Now, granted, even still, not all of them have played Psychonauts 2 as well. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, and then, yeah, best action game is Back for Blood, Chivalry 2, Deathloop, Far Cry 6, and Returnal. And I'm voting for Returnal in that one. I'm surprised... I guess Chivalry 2 has a lot of action. <laughs> I, 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 I don't mean, know what else. Fair. Yeah. It's like all action, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's all action. Uh, Deathloop. I, it's interesting that Deathloop is there. I could see Deathloop winning because, well, we'll see. Because I think Deathloop's also nominated. I'm trying to scroll up the list real quick to see where, where else it was nominated for. It's um, nominated for Game of the Year, isn't it? Yeah, spoilers. I think it's also nominated yeah <laughs> it's in a couple of the categories yeah and i think uh oh those are the only two i remember seeing it in it's also got game direction a couple of things but uh yeah i feel like i don't know best action game i for me i i again i go heavy returnal on that one mm-hmm. um but i feel like not a lot of people really played or finished that because of the difficulty curve we talked about this before yeah but we'll see uh then in innovation in accessibility which I is, think is a newer category. I think it was there last year, maybe, uh, possibly the year before. But games have basically just accessibility options in the menus to make it easier for people to play. We've got Far Cry 6, which I talked about has great accessibility option. Well, as far it's got great HUD customizability. And I, I don't know how much... I, I guess I should go back in there and look to see exactly what accessibility options have. Because Guardians of the Galaxy and Ra- like Ratchet and Clank has... Guardians B in the sense that Ratchet and Clank has visual customization as well. And maybe Guardians is too, and I didn't see it, but I felt like there was way more for Ratchet and Clank as far as changing the entire, like doing the whole like uh grayscale, but highlighting all the important things that mm-hmm. they do for like visual, uh, visually impaired. Uh, it has a lot of great customization jobs. I just felt like the difficulty options and mechanic options in Guardians are really good. Uh, I'd have to go back and look to see what kind of outside of, you know, the usual button mash and visual stuff that Ratchet and Clank had. I'm curious what else there was gameplay wise. Um, but yeah, it's a, uh, that'll be interesting. To see. I don't know who's going to take that. Then we'll skip VR AR because I don't play those. I don't think we can speak to this because we don't play, you know. Nope. I don't VR have anything games. that can play them. <laughs> yes. Um, best community support. <clears throat> which is recognize the game for outstanding community support, transparency, and responsiveness, inclusive of social media activity and game update patches. So I guess like whoever's got the most active social media and responds quickly. So we've got Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. And the fact I, that Destiny is on there is hilarious. Yeah. They're I, not exactly like community friendly, I feel like. Yeah, and like I 
Like I've seen, like I feel like the way because like Apex is the one I have the most familiarity with. Like Fortnite, I did back when I played Fortnite. You know, year, but that was years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, in like Apex, but they say like, "Hey, we're looking at this." You know, they do respond on the Reddit. They are active in the subreddit. I don't know if the Destiny Two team is active in the subreddit or the Fortnite team's active in the subreddit or you know, No Man's Sky if if they're active or even if people from are the dev people from fourteen are they active in the subreddit? The subreddit, I don't know, but they're okay. very active and very responsive on Twitter and the official forums. Yeah, because I see them a lot on Twitter talking and stuff like that. But yeah, and they do have their own web portal, I guess. That's that's true, too, so they respond there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I see like Apex Legends has a lot of people from the dev team who are active in the subreddit. Because um, you always see like, I'll see a post and it'll be like a bug report or a glitch. And it'll say like, it'll be tagged on the side of it with a flare like dev response. And you can see like the dev replies. But they also reply to things that when people post like really cool clips, they'll be like, dev response and you can you can immediately click on it and see what what devs replied to it so they are very active there but i i can't speak to community support everywhere else so i i feel like this is just a popularity contest with the community right now like as far as the voters like and if you don't play all the games i mean it's not really a, a good split yeah and i think it the reason i think it's funny that destiny is on there is because they're kind of they have a lot of backlash because of the th- choices they're making with like locking old content and stuff like that Mm-hmm. so like just in general as far as like support goes i feel like it's between 14 and no man's sky because yeah i don't follow the communities of the other games as much but i feel like those ones are very very responsive and very receptive to community feedback and they do their very best to add things that the community asks for and stuff like that so it's not necessarily like being active in the community or um just like being supportive of the content creators and stuff like that it's just kind of like the friendly relationship with the community itself because really if you ask any sane human being uh about bomb has 14 they'll tell you that you know it's the best dev team they've ever had and they've ever seen and everything like that and if you're not you know a total shitbag and is mad about the delay even though the producers literally crying on stream because he had to delay the game but hey yeah. you know but you know it's stuff like that it's like the kind of teams that are really like hey we care about our game and we care about the people who play our game so please tell us what you would like to see and we'll put it in the game kind of things yeah yeah we'll see <clears throat> i'm just yeah i'm curious like how that that category is weighted like if it's weighted more by the fan vote than it is the obviously the <laughs> the, the gaming outlet votes because who are yeah i don't imagine the, the gaming games. outlets are very active in uh any particular one games community other yeah. than like looking for news and stuff like that exactly uh then yeah best we'll skip best mobile and go straight to best debut in a game with Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, Sable, The Artful Escape, The Forgotten City, and Valheim. I feel like <clears throat> this could go, popularity-wise, I feel like it could go to Valheim, because that was pretty popular. And then, I know The Forgotten City's got some fans out there. I do need to play it, because it is on console. We talked about that a couple weeks back. It came to PS4, and got to download it. Um, I'm not familiar with The Artful Escape or Sable, but I think I've heard good things about them. Of course, Kenna, Bridge of Spirits is a exclusive to to sony right now mm-hmm. but yeah I'm, I'm curious what's gonna get that one i think i think kenna <clears throat> for being their f- well obviously i think everybody here is their first game i suppose 
it's the production is is really good but that could be a case of maybe i don't know how big their whole team was for that but i mean i talked about last week we're like kind of like i love how like there's hardly any pop in the artistic design looks really good in that game mm-hmm. uh, even if the the gameplay is more of that like a lot of people talk about that kind of like ps2 era uh gameplay but we'll see what happens there the best indie game overall was a funny one because so it's loop hero inscription Canterbury Spirits, Death Door, and then 12 Minutes. I'm really surprised that 12 Minutes is on there because I feel like universally, everybody who reviewed it and played it thought that the story, like the concept was fun, but then the story just goes like <laughs> off the rails. Uh-huh. And, and I did read the wiki on it because I figured out what, what the story was because I'm not going to play it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm really surprised that this game was nominated unless there was just no, I don't know. Like why, why didn't Sable or Artful Escape take one of those places instead of 12? Like who's, who voted 12 minutes? (laughs) (laughs) I'm really curious, but yeah, I don't know. Um, We'll see what happens there. Then best ongoing game kind of like, it's a lot. I feel like this one's a lot like the community support one. It's a lot crossover because you got Apex Legends, Call of Duty Warzone, Final Fantasy XIV, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact, and I feel like ongoing is probably going to be fourteen. I'm a little bit biased, obviously, but yeah, it's fourteen. Like, I mean, it. I. It's, I they're so so fucking good. It, it has <laughs> to be fourteen because I mean, for a long time, it Fortnite made sense because they were making huge changes, doing a lot of stuff. They were kind of big. Um, Apex, they kind of, but again, for the BRs, it's kind of like that standard template. Call of Duty has not done enough to be the best ongoing game at all. No. Um, nope, nope, nope. And Genshin Impact, they just add characters, right? Like, there's new new people. But mm-hmm. 14 is like, you're, it's new content all the time. It's patches, it destroys stuff. So it's it has to be 14. It's just, it's just 14 was never nominated previously because people weren't paying enough attention. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's, it's going to get, it's got to get that one. Um, games for Impact, I'll skip because... Yeah, I don't know. There, best performance. So, best performance goes to Erica Mori from Life is Strange. I'm assuming that's the main character. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito from Far Cry Six. Jason Kelly from Deathloop plays Colt. Uh, Maggie Robertson, who does the voice for uh, Tall Vampire Lady in Resident Evil Village. <laughs> like I'm uh, Dimitrescu. Dimitrescu, yeah, Lady Dimitrescu. And then, uh, uh. I'm going to butcher this name. Oziyama Akaga from Deathloop, I believe does Juliana. I feel like it's probably going to go to Maggie Robertson because, you know, everyone's thirsty for a tall vampire lady. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because Giancarlo Esposito, while he did a good job and he is in there a decent amount, because you see a lot of them, even if you don't directly, he doesn't directly uh, interact with the main character. I don't think it's quite enough. And it's just, it's that standard, like someone has their, it's kind of like Morgan Freeman where he's kind of got that one, is one mode and that's Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no matter what he's doing. Uh, and I feel like Giancarlo Esposito is kind of like that to where it's like, he's, he's got that one mode for him and he does it really well. And, and yeah, it's it. I don't see him there, but I didn't play life is strange. So I don't know. I hear that's so pretty good, but that's not my style of game. And I do like Juliana I feel like Juliana and Colt do have some great dialogue together. I do like their performance, but yeah, I feel like the thirst vote will go to Maggie Robertson. Cause I, I can, you know, you could see it where 
she gets up there and accepts the award in her normal voice. And then she starts talking to the audience and the fans in, in the lady D voice. And it's going to be like, and everybody you know, just loses <clears throat> their shit. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> Let's go. But, Step on me. Yeah. Uh, I do love that the, the lady who was the, the facial model for lady D also cosplays as her sometimes. I think uh-huh. she's in, she's in some, I forget what country she lives in. Uh, it's uh yeah she's like i'm like man if you lived or if like she visited the u.s like if covid wasn't a thing she could just totally like clean shop at all the conventions mm-hmm. uh, but yeah it's like she and so it's fun to see people people uh dress up like that uh when they're when they're the to go. I'm, I'm a little i'm a little disappointed that the voice actor for celine from returnal isn't there because i thought her performance was really good because it's a single person performance like she's talking to herself it's the audio log, so the psychological stuff she's going through, the everything going on with the planet, like all that stuff, like sh- it's all that emotion, like it's it's just her performance, you know. It's like that that single character performance. I thought it was really good, and I thought she did such a good job because there's a lot of talking in the game, um, and I I'm a little disappointed that she wasn't nominated, but I think that could be just the fact that people didn't, not enough people played it, but yeah. Uh, best audio design: uh, Deathloop, Forza Horizon Five, Ratchet Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, and Returnal. Um, I don't know who's gonna take that audio design. I feel like because there's no real standout. Like I could go Returnal, but for me, I feel like the audio design goes really well with also the music. It's kind of a combo. Like I don't know if one could stand on its own above without the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know about Village, Ratchet and Clank. I guess Deathloop. I I audio design's a weird one. Like unless it's a game that has standout audio, I'm trying to think of like a good. I wish I could look at the last couple <clears throat> nominations from the previous years because sometimes there are games that stand out. It's like yeah, the audio like uh, Dead Space. It's like yeah. yeah, the audio in this game is great. Or I'm trying to think of like some other good examples. But it's like yeah, there are games that stand out. It's like yeah, the audio in that game is phenomenal. But, yeah, the types of games where it's like the audio kind of makes this game. Yeah. And it wouldn't be as good or wouldn't be as fun if the design wasn't as good. Yeah, because then you go here, it's like, oh, best uh, best score. And there's Cyberpunk, Deathloop, Near, Replicant, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and Narful Escape. Best music, though, like, I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy just has a lot of licensed music, so I feel like okay, I, that's a, right. But I feel yeah. like I feel like I'd rather go with score than music, and that's why I'm bummed that Returnal's not on here because I really like the score for Returnal. But yeah, I Deathloop, I do like the music of Deathloop. I think it it it's it's good. I can't speak to Cyberpunk. I just know that main theme, <laughs> but I I guess it could be good. I don't know, and I'm I'm not familiar. I know people like near Automata's music, so I'm guessing near Replicant also has good music as well, but. Yeah, that I mean, that's what I voted for. Yeah, we'll see. Nier has fantastic music, but yeah. it's also like it's popular, but it's also kind of a niche game. Like I don't think a lot of people who played some of the other games necessarily played Nier or care about Nier. So mm-hmm. then, best art direction is Deathloop, Kenna Bridge of Spirits, Psychonauts Two, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and the Artful Escape. I feel like that could go to Psychonauts because I hear a lot about the different level designs based on the you know the person's mind like i hear a lot about the dentist level yeah Uh, yeah every level is themed differently so it's really interesting so i feel like 
that I do love. I do love the art design of Ratchet Clank Fart, and I do like Deathloop's design. So I'm, that's tough. Like I'm curious, what is going to get the the art direction? Mm-hmm. It also I I like the. I'm kind of bummed that Guardians of the Galaxy didn't get on there because there's a lot of level design like just the i love the levels in that game like the the first place you go to all the pink the way it pops Mm -hmm. some of the planets you visit later like i just think it's got really good art direction that game as well i'm kind of bummed it's not on there yeah i was surprised because yeah it has really good variety and like environment design and everything from what i've seen anyway so i'm surprised that there's other stuff on there except instead of that yeah like i feel like i could have seen possibly maybe replace ratchet or kenna but i don't know yeah i think it, it just yeah, came out it's that problem where like it came out just a little too late mm-hmm. like if it had come out early in the year like maybe it would be there because then more people would have played it but it's like yeah I, I feel like that's part of the issue not enough more people played all these other games because they've been out for longer they've had a chance to jump in jump in there versus gardens galaxy but uh mm-hmm. yeah best narrative we have death loop it takes two life is strange two colors marvel's guardians of the galaxy and psychonauts 2 um, I'm surprised it takes two is there. I mean, I've heard the nerve is decent, but I, that's not like the main drive of, of that game. Um, no. I feel like I feel it's the gameplay mechanics of it are really good. And the story in that one was kind of just a, a lot of people complain about the book. <laughs> I was and just going to say, I don't like that book and it should not win because of him. <laughs> yeah. And then also like, I feel like narrative is weird for Deathloop because the ending, the ending for me, like I felt like just fell flat regardless of which ending you got. It just it wasn't as satisfying, even though I liked the overall narrative journey mm-hmm. of you know figuring out who these people are, yada yada, the stubby and Juliana and Colt and everything. But yeah, just that I feel like the ending didn't tie it together. So I, I feel like a game, if you don't have a good ending, can kind of like sour that. So I'm really curious. Yeah. I feel like this could go to Psychonauts. Or possibly life is. I can see life is strange getting it as well. Um, mm-hmm. I in a game that's purely about narrative. <laughs> yeah, I I I'd vote for Guardians just because that's the of the ones I've played. I've only played two and a half of the games on this list because I'm not done with it. Takes two. I personally go for Guardians, but I feel like Psychonauts or Life is Strange. I could see see one of those taking it. Mm-hmm. Then we have Best Game Direction, which is Deathloop, It Takes Two, Returnal, Psychonauts 2, and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I I feel like I love Return. I feel like I go towards Returnal on that one, but I feel like Deathloop's, as far as game direction, could get that because of the the overall design and vision for that game. I, I feel like that's probably going to take it, maybe. Maybe Psychonauts 2 could be the dark horse in that one. But game direction is like it's always been a weird one to me because it's like is it like overall direction because I feel like at the core concept of things Returnal and Deathloop are similar so it's like which one did it better but then they're also up against games that are not similar at all yeah yeah it's it's yeah because it's awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design so I feel like just like a game that sticks its creative vision. I feel like Returnal mm-hmm. does that. Deathloop does the gameplay and that creative decision there. It it sticks it. It takes two, obviously does, but it's just it's very not I don't call it basic, but compared to the other ones, you know, I guess creative vision for Psychonauts, yeah, you'd have it there, but because Ratchet and Clank, I feel like yeah, that 
probably the weakest on that list, even though, yeah, it's it's really good. It, mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's kind of like standard what you'd expect from Ratchet and Clank. But I feel like it. Ratchet and Clank is more like technically impressive rather than just like if it was if it wasn't on the PS5, I feel like it would just be another Ratchet and Clank game, which isn't bad. Like they're good games, but I yeah. feel like a lot of the impression or a lot of the impressiveness of it is the technical aspect, like the ray tracing, the details. I mm-hmm. mean, I watched somebody on photo mode zoom in on uh, his eye and you could see the reflection of the scene yeah. in his eye. And it's like that kind of stuff. And the way that it's, you go so quickly between different environments and everything like that. But at its core, it's a Ratchet and Clank game, which is fun, but it's not like, it's not a Returnal or a Deathloop or a Psychonauts. Yeah, this is where like, when we get to the end, I now with the last quarter, I feel like some of these games I feel like shouldn't well. So game of the year is Death mm-hmm. Loop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet Link Apart, and Resident Evil Village. And two things I want to say is that neither Metroid Dread or Resident Evil Village were nominated in any of the other previous categories. None of them got game direction. They didn't get narrative. They didn't get art direction. Metroid was get, on action game, wasn't it? And Metroid the yeah, Metroid was only on uh, and I gotta scroll down because I think it's a ways down. Yeah, uh, no, Metroid was Oops. on action adventure. So right. both both Metroid and Resident Evil were only on action adventure together. None of them were on. I'm going through. None of them were on any of the other categories going up. So any of the sub, you know, um, things that kind of like. Well, aside from performance, you have Maggie Robertson for performance, but then it's not. They don't get. Well, it got audio design for Resident Evil Village. That's right. I forgot about that. Um, but yeah, score music, they weren't there. Art direction, they're not there. Narrative, they aren't there. And I feel like the game that wins uh, Game of the Year is a game that's also nominated in, that wins both game direction or narrative. I feel like that's typically, that's typically what happens. It's kind of like, you know, usually, I mean, it they don't do it anymore, but like whoever wins director for like the Oscars, usually their movie doesn't win. It's kind of like they give it to a director and they give it to a movie that usually has like good ensemble or you know good story, or whatever. I feel like they always split it up. But I feel mm-hmm. like with, game, with the game awards, typically whatever wins game of the year is also a game that wins one one of either game direction or narrative. Like I feel like that's where and you and they typically does that because in the other game, the game that doesn't win, it's like oh, like Returnal gets the game direction, but you know. Deathloop gets narrative and it also won game of the year. So it's like, you know, hypothetical because mm-hmm. guardians isn't nominated for game of the year, but it's in there for best narrative. So mm-hmm. it's like, it, it's, it's always interesting to me that it's like you can split the two, but I feel like it's always going to be a game that, that links to one of these other previous categories. So I'm curious what's going to get game of the year. Um, and also like Metroid came out so late. <laughs> yeah. And I feel, I feel like it's very, it was very highly anticipated for the people who are very into Metroid. And I don't think there was anybody that was really disappointed by it that I saw anyway. Anybody who was anticipating it or very excited about it. Everybody said it was a very good game. It's a very good Metroid game. Yeah. Um, but I saw a lot of people saying too, like, I mean, a lot of the people that I am in circles with or follow and stuff like that they were surprised that inscription wasn't nominated for game of the year because yeah, everybody too. loved that game yeah it it was definitely a contender like mm-hmm. I, I feel like it should have been up there but yeah it'll be i feel like i could see it being psychonauts 2 gets game of the year also game direction 
narrative goes to no i could see it getting narrative in game and then direction goes to eternal possibly mm-hmm. um to give some love there because it wasn't nominated for that much in this list and then yeah score music goes to death loop or something maybe near but i feel like more votes would probably go like more more the the higher votes for the games media would be for death loop because i'm sure they have not many of them played the near games mm-hmm. um and not many have, have played guardians enough yet and plus it's just normal music so i feel like score should out always trump music mm-hmm. um but yeah it's a it'll be interesting to see what happens with these uh with the game awards it's interesting this time too because i feel like there's not necessarily a super clear winner unless you have a particular bias towards one of the games that are nominated like some years that come out it's like i mean next year next year's gonna be tough too but you know if any if nothing gets delayed beyond next yeah. year but what's it going to be it's going to be elden ring it's going to be horizon it's going to be god of war and then what other some other poor soul that gets thrown into the mix with them you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. whereas this one is like the only clear winner is the one that you have a bias towards type of thing like yeah i'm i'm, I'm a little biased towards psychonauts and metroid i'm not gonna lie i haven't played metroid yet but you know i did metroid game i'm gonna like it so yeah yeah, yeah it's it's it'll be interesting to see <clears throat> but yeah mm-hmm. like you said it's it's definitely there's no one year it's 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 2019 all over again or even 2015 whatever year that dragon age won mm-hmm. uh, so yeah it's it's a it'll be an interesting year i mean it's only a couple weeks away it's right around the corner yeah but uh all right well let's go ahead and quickly jump into we spent a good amount of time talking that but again that was going to be topic of the show is going to go over all those games mm-hmm. nominated uh and just jump into what we've been playing what have you been playing recently Mm, nothing <laughs> animal crossing and final fantasy pretty much animal crossing because um this this last week was my last week at my current job which is now my previous job so um that was very stressful and i spent my whole day off like getting ready for the job that i'm starting on monday so it was pretty much i was just squeezing animal crossing in whenever i could just to kind of like relax a little mm-hmm. bit um but this weekend i'm gonna start metroid dread and see if i can either get through it or get mostly through it so that i can finish it sometime during the week or maybe by next weekend yeah did I, your new job is it similar to what you were doing previously or is it something no different? it's a completely different job so <laughs> but the good thing is i will probably be dealing with the general public less so nice. hopefully that will leave me with more like brain capacity at the end of the day to actually want to play something. <laughs> yeah. It's a less of like needing to decompress at the end of the day because I'm just so astounded at how stupid people are sometimes. Mm-hmm. So hopefully I'll be able to just come home and be like, I need less time to decompress so I can actually pick up a controller and do something for the rest of my night. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it's always that's what I like about working from home is that when that happened, I really kind of like changed my my work mindset. Where like I'm still getting all my work done, but I'm like I'm just way more relaxed. Like I'll mm-hmm. take like like as someone there, I think there was an article a while back talking about like micro ba- micro breaks, like taking like little you know five minute or just a couple minute breaks. You know, yeah, do something, maybe watch a short video, read something. something. I kind of I kind of do that now. Like I typically don't take like a set except for lunch i typically don't take like my normal breaks anymore it's kind of like i'll do like these little micro breaks i'll kind of like stop in the middle of my unless i'm on a roll on like a spreadsheet or something i'm doing it i'm like mm-hmm. all right let's uh, just you know watch a short youtube clip or something or read browse games news whatnot but 
Yeah, and that was a problem I had with my last job is it was very I was I was basically an office manager, but mm. I was at my desk, at my computer, answering the phone, answering emails, typing up documents. So it's like at the end of the day, not only am I like burned out because I have to interact with people on a constant basis, but I also just don't want to do anything with my hands anymore. I just want to sit and watch YouTube. So that's what I would do for three hours after work every day. But this this new one that I'm starting is more like physical, more active a little bit. And also I won't hopefully be just like talking to random people all the time. Mm -hmm. So hopefully I'll have a little bit. uh, I won't need to, like I said, I won't need to decompress quite as long at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, haven't, I said, what have I played? I have to, I mean, I got to think about it now. I've been playing a lot (laughs) of uh, oxygen, not included. Mm. I've been, I keep wanting like, Oh, you know, I got to play some, I want to go, I didn't play any It Takes Two. I didn't play any Apex this week. Didn't go back and play any Kenna. I just kind of wasn't really feeling it. And I had been watching, uh, I watched all of Midnight Mass this week over the course of two days. And I was playing Auction Not Included at the same time. So, I, okay, let's you know, let's play some of this. Um, good show. Definitely watch it. Uh, and then, yeah, just just Auction Not Included. Really. Like it's, I haven't done much else. Hmm. Um, I... I, I don't know. I just I haven't been in the mood. I did play some. Uh, Minmax has like a game night every Friday, which they they do from like four to about seven. But it's like Friday's one of my workout days, so typically I'd never get a join. But it was a deload week this week, so I I just didn't do anything yesterday, and I ended up playing. So we played like uh, some Jackbox Party Pack and then uh, some Code Names uh, with the group. That was fun. It was like nine, ten of us. That was a fun time. Oh, um, nice. And then. Uh, yeah, just just auction not included. I it, that game's fun though. I I'm because I, I want to play. Cause I'm like, okay, well, you know, I talked about you know getting a looking at the Lenovo Legion Five uh, last podcast, and um, I might have talked about that before, but no, the last podcast I think has talked about it as well. Yeah. But uh, the Legion Five Pro, and I was like, you know, I've been kind of looking at that because there's it's a you know it's only got a thirty seventy, but it's uh, got a high performance. It's got high wattage, so it's pretty much full performance of the thirty seventy. You're gonna get. Um, and it's a really good laptop. So I, I ended up, you know, ordering it cause they have a black Friday sale going on. So like I saved like a, a nice chunk of money on it. I was like, you know what? And I haven't had a new computer since 2015, actually around the same time. Cause I got my new computer, my new, I got my current computer back when legacy of the void came out, which was uh, November 2019 or 2015. Um, so it's been, it's been a long time, six years <laughs> since I've had a new computer. And it's like, yeah, and it's still going, but it's a max. So I was like, okay, well, I got might as well get Windows. Plus, it'll be nice to have a laptop as well because then when the uh, I talk about it off podcast, but I have another kid on the way, so when they're here, I can record in the other room easily. So I can instead of being in the living room, I can just go to uh, my current son's room and just close the door in there and be in there to so be more quiet in case you know the mom needs to, uh, my wife needs to walk around or whatever. Or the kids, cry, the baby's crying in the other room. Then I can kind of be further away, more buffer. Mm-hmm. Um, for that short time um so yeah i was like okay i'll play auction not included because i'll probably play that on the laptop as well uh that game is just a ton of fun i it was funny because i forgot uh, before i for- talk about what i forgot i want to rant i i read about it in discord <laughs> but i hate games that have stat randomizers and you can just cycle like re-roll all the time but you can't go back because like mm-hmm. sometimes i'll click too fast and i'll be like ah, like I, just let me click fast because i can i can see faster than i can react to not clicking yeah so let me just spam until i see a stat i want and let me undo the stat roll 
and then go back and be like, okay, let's see if that's got good stats. Cause I hate having to click s- slightly slower just so I don't overreact to clicking past it. But mm-hmm. I forgot that in auction, not included, you can do like a, when you reroll, you could set, like if you're looking for a specific trait, I forgot you could do that. So for this whole week I've been playing where I'm just kind of like fully rerolling people looking for specific traits instead of just telling them, Hey, I want people who can dig well. <laughs> Give me people who have excavation <laughs> and make the, the priority trait, and then I can go through it. And I yesterday I was like, oh, I forgot about that. Um, oh, rip. And then uh, I was, I don't know what happened, but I could have swore like, so you could set up these uh, pitcher pumps, which, uh, well, not that. You have a, no, aside from pitcher pumps, you have these uh, bottle emptiers. I think they call them like de-bottlers. I don't know what they call them. But essentially, it's like, oh, if you mop up a bunch of water, you build the emptier, and they put the in the emptier in the top of it like a jug of water, and it empties out into whatever water reservoir you want. So I was like, okay, well, I had a mop up a bunch of water, and I needed to put that water where I had built an area to store my current reservoir. So I put this bottler, emptier thing down. But I thought that whenever you get so there's a mechanic where there's like you have storage bins and if you click on like if there's only one thing you currently have you can store it's like dirt so you click on dirt by default it clicks it makes that mean okay right now dirt's the only thing that means you want to store all so as you discover new materials those materials by default get added to the list of what you can store in that storage bin which is fine because you're like oh we got copper store the copper store this store that that's that's great Mm -hmm. but then if you get polluted dirt polluted dirt has germs on it they'll default store it because that gets flagged and i'm like i could have swore back in the day like you can make it not do that so then what happens is like the bottler goes oh right now the only water you have is or the only liquid you have is water so water is okay that means all is okay so then later when the sinks got full um with polluted water they that polluted water gets into a bottle and then the empty bottle emptier instantly flags oh polluted water that's a new material you allow all you can do it so now i'm i'm look, i turned on the germ overlay at one point and i noticed like a bunch of my my dupes have my duplicates they have germs on them i'm like why are you guys so dirty and then i scroll down and i see my water has a bunch of germs in it. i'm like what the hell happened and i click on the bottler and it's like oh polluted water i'm like god damn it i just ruined this whole game because i polluted my only water source i was like oh shit and there's a way to do it but i'm like there's no way i can do it fast enough now it's uh-huh. like oh i was so bummed and it was just like one mistake and then i i had another game where i i took too long to like progress as far as power generation so i ran out of coal and i was like oh so i couldn't power up my research station to research better you know power sources because i didn't have coal to power the machine to do it i was like (laughs) like i'm sure there could have been coal out there but i basically cleared out the starting biome and i'm like i can't do this and i was i was was like i gotta scrap this whole thing now and i I kind of gotta they changed some little things around so i gotta kind of like relook some tutorial videos be like because i watch like some there's this one guy i watch i I forget his name but like uh he's like you know the pro at the game whatever like he's played a lot so i watch his videos and like suddenly he'll be like he'll okay he'll get through like turns one through three and he'll do like the basic stuff you have to do okay you know get the water source set up your bed set up your bathrooms and then step two, set up your research station, power, and then just dig out. And then all of a sudden it's like, 
he it's a trimmed video that's only like 30 minutes long for like part one but he's on like turn 16 and he's got like mm-hmm. a billion things already finished i'm like oh my god i i <laughs> i got lost i don't know what to do now but <laughs> I, I, I need to like just watch it do the same seed that he does and like then roll similar dupes and then just build the exact same way to kind of get through that flow because like that I've made it in the past, like pretty far in the early game, but then I kind of, it's that mid game slump. And right now, because I haven't played in so long, I got to kind of fine tune my early game to make it a little better. But uh, I look forward to playing that and then playing on the new computer will be fun. But yeah, I got to, I also got to figure out what I want to play on the PC as well. I do want to go back and replay. I want to, hopefully I'll be able to hook up the PS5 controller easily to the, to use that. Cause I, I want to replay Far Cry Primal. Um, cause I, I kind of want to go back and replay all the Far Cry games now that I can play them at 60. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, primal for sure. Cause that's got more of the survival elements. Uh, I think that would be a really fun one to, to go back and try again. Uh, and then later do like Far Cry four. Uh, cause that's when I played the least of all the mainline Far Cry's, but yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know what else I'm going to play. Probably. Like I said, I still got to beat It Takes Two with Isley. Haven't played much Super Mario Party. I really want to play some more of it. I want to play <clears throat> I want to play Project Winner because it's on sale. I was like, oh, I could buy it for Zaya and I could buy it for Isley. That's three of us. I'm like, but you kind of need at least like four people. Yeah. And I'm it's like, better oh. with, it's one of those games that's way better with more people. Yeah, it's, it's better more. Like you, you could at least like get in away with four and that game is fine. Um, it's just because you can have, you know, one person's going to be the, the traitor i think it's called and then mm-hmm. or the sabbat the the saboteur i suppose and then one person is probably going to be like the uh and you can set it to like how many you want but you can have one person be like the the switch character like they could they could change to be a set a traitor if they wanted to or they could yeah. stay and they're kind of like the the mound from uh the mound covenant from dark souls or whatever it's like <laughs> the, the purple guys like mm-hmm. oh we can be evil or we can be good <laughs> depends on how i'm feeling today yeah but uh, yeah, I really want to play that game. I just need some some people to play it. Um, but yeah, and then again, Mar- Mario Party. Definitely want to play Mario Party. Just, my cousin hasn't picked it up yet. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm surprised my kid hasn't want to play it as much as he was. He, he didn't want to play Minecraft. Uh, I'll, I'll set, I'm going to rant about Minecraft for a second. So they, <laughs> <clears throat> they released a Disney World pack. It's like, oh, you, you can explore Disney World and Minecraft. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And it's only like seven bucks. I was like, I'll get that because I think the kid would enjoy that. You know, walk around. You can see the characters. They can sign a book. There's some rising going. Of course, it's janky as all hell because it's Minecraft. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> so I go on there. I'm on my PlayStation. And I go to buy. I'm like, buy it. It's like, okay, you bought it. I'm like, all right, now download it. And it's like, no, nah, you don't have enough space. I'm <laughs> like, what? I'm like, I got tons of space my dude and then i click on it still not doing it so i'm like all right what's the problem and i i'm like i clearly have space available and then i look up online it's like apparently an issue it's like oh you got to delete the game and reinstall it it's like a an error they have they think you don't have space yada because i thought at first like i had it stored on my external hard drive i thought maybe it's a download issue because i know minecraft is one of those games too where like when there is an update it won't update the game if it's on the external some games it will but it won't for Minecraft for whatever reason. So it's weird quirks for PS4 games on externals. They won't update all the time, but some do. It's it's so odd. So I have to transfer it and then transfer it back. So I thought, okay, I'll transfer it to my main drive. Try it again. Didn't work. And then eventually, yeah, I ended up deleting it, re-downloading it. Then it worked. So then <clears throat> I go and I'm like, okay, well, it's on there. I can see I can show the kid. He's excited. Okay. Now he can. I can invite him on... Uh, 
you know, on the switch to play mm-hmm. and it prompts him to be like, oh, hey, this is a pack you don't own. So you got to download. And like, so he downloads some short stuff, then he gets in. But then later he wanted to play it on the switch um, by himself to play it. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'll buy it again. I don't care. I have some switch credits or whatever. So I can buy it for a little cheaper. And it's like, again, it's only like $7.99 to begin with anyways. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so at least he can play it. Um, <clears throat> so I get on there and then later we wanted to play at the same time. So he gets in there, he loads up his game and then I, he invites me and I go and it's like, Oh, you're joining someone else. Oh, here, let's make sure we download stuff. I'm like, what are you downloading? I have the same pack. <laughs> like, why are you, <laughs> what do you probably have? Cause like, it takes 20 years for it to like ping and download. I'm like, you don't have the download thing. We both own the Disney world pack. I'm like, come on, man. I'm like what's happening here. But, but yeah, it, it's, it's kind of fun that they do this. I, I, I wish the rides were less janky, but mm-hmm. especially like you take turns is like just super janky. It, I'm surprised that they didn't have, they don't have like the, the actual music for all stuff. Like they have the Tiki room, but they don't have the actual songs. But when you go on the jungle cruise ride, they have actual voice lines for the jungle cruise dude. I'm oh, like, weird. I'm like, why do you have like the jokes here? Not a lot of them, but you have some jokes and they're a little different. So I don't know if they're different in Disney world than at Disneyland. Like I'm used to the Jungle Cruise jokes, but like some of them were different. I, I wasn't familiar and they they weren't all there. Um, but yeah, I was like, that's how you don't have all the other. It's probably just a licensing thing. But, uh, but yeah, you know, it's fun to kind of look around. And then and then at one point I was like, oh, let's turn on creative. And I'm <laughs> like, all right, now I got to figure out how to I'm going to line up the castle with a bunch of TNT and redstone switch it and blow it all up but i couldn't get it to work properly i'm like i'll worry about it later but it's like it's funny when you when you when you go to turn off it's like are sure you want to turn off because it's set to the creator's vision i'm like yeah turn it off um (laughs) but it's fun to at least zoom up into the air and like look and see the whole park but yeah it's it's you know it's kind of cool and the the buzz light your ride actually works didn't work for my kid i'm like well that's classic disneyland you know i I had the laser beam that didn't work and keep a score from my side either but uh but yeah it's it's a it's, it's it's fun stuff, you know. He's exploring. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. There's an official one now too. Yeah. I wonder if they'll do more of that. Yeah, it's a uh, it's nice. But um, anyways, that's my rant for for Minecraft. <laughs> but uh, all right. Well, I think we'll wrap it up there. I got to go ahead and unbox this. I got I'm gonna film the unboxing just so I can make sh- you know have proof at least that in case I have never had the issue where I've had nothing there, but I've seen too much of like I ordered a new computer and it was a a bunch of bricks or or this or problems right so i'm like i'll even though the lenovo sticker doesn't have any tears in it I'm just gonna, in case i'll probably film just to be like yeah I'm, I'm opening up for the first time and then make sure everything's there but all right we'll go ahead and wrap it up there so thank you all for tuning listen thank you sorry for joining mm-hmm. and we'll see you all next time bye